Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. It's me, Mr. Curiosity. Ah, don't say anything. We have a special guest here. And uh, here's the thing. Does the special guest like when I say Mr. Curiosity instead of my real name, or is that cheesy? No, I enjoy Mr. Curiosity. So you like the term Mr. Curiosity. It's like a second life. <laughs> And the thing is, I really am curious about everything. It's a burden I have in my life. Well, yeah. It's I mean, a problem. When you work for a news station, you're always curious about everything. No, a lot I think when you're a science yeah. person, you're curious about everything. I think we might be curious about two separate things. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, this person that you hear of in the background, now in the foreground, she's wonderful. She's lovely. She's staring at me right now. It is the wonderful and only and on top of the world of Newswatch 16, Carmelo Madaloni. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, so where do we begin? Wherever you want, Joey. Here's the. Oh, I'm going to start with that right there. Did you hear what she called me, everyone? Ooh. Joey. <laughs> now, here's the story I have to tell with that. Okay. You started here how long ago? So, as an intern. 12 years ago, and as an employee, seven years ago. I knew that you were going to be a great person because 12 years ago, here you are. So 12 years ago, I'm still, you know, I'm barely in my 40s, and she calls me Joey. And I'm like, what intern has the confidence, the, the wherewithal, the arrogance, I'll even say, <laughs> to call some big shot weather guy Joey. I have an uncle Joey, so it's just <laughs> it's just natural to me. <laughs> the funny part is like when I started here, Tom Clark, who I revered my whole life, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, hi, Mr. Clark. What can I do for you? Thank you for seeing me. I would never be able to say Tommy. That's the thing I love about you. You just said Joey. Yeah. <laughs> and how, I don't think I even realized it. And how dare I call myself a big shot, right? No, you are a big shot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everybody but asks about you anywhere we go. Forget about that. So you call me Joey, and I immediately fell in love with you. Stop it. I'm serious about that. Oh God, my cheeks hurt. No, but because uh, you're just warm and friendly. Oh, thanks. And you got that vibe. Well, I'm Italian, so yeah. it just... Well, I know a lot of cranky, pushy, arrogant Italians, so you oh, can't... Oh, I have that personality as well. <laughs> I just like to keep that <laughs> I'll ask your fiancé or yeah. whatever he is. Is he a boyfriend? Yeah. Is he a fiancé? No, fiancé. We're getting right. married in November. All right, so let's roll the clock back. Okay. Here it is. What year are you born on planet Earth? I am born on January 10th, 1990, the same day as Tom Williams and Rod Stewart. Oh, my goodness. I was supposed to be a New Year's baby, but I was stubborn, and I waited a few days. Well, what do you mean New Year's baby? Did you mean that your parents planned this no, in my, April? Let's, no, my, let's have some type of interaction, and okay. then nine months later, it'll no. be right No. They no. didn't plan that. No, they didn't plan it. All right. It was that just would be my it. mom's due date was New Year's Day, but good things happen to people who wait, and so here I came nine days later. So 19... 90. Correct. I just, I don't want to make this about myself, but so you have perspective on where I'm coming from mm -hmm. and where you're coming from and the youth of you compared to me. Okay. In 1990, I'm just out of college two years. I'm a science teacher. I'm not even working here yet. I'm going for my master's degree. That's where I am in life. I'm a, I'm a 24 year old punk. That's where I am when you are born. I'm already 
past the apex of my life, and you are just born on planet Earth. I mean, that's amazing, but it's the circle <laughs> of life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so here's uh, when I started to get to know uh, Carmela. I'm thinking, okay, so I started asking you questions a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And as soon as she told me her father was a dentist, <laughs> I immediately thought, oh, yeah. She probably had a pony at her fifth birthday. And she was brought up spoiled, <laughs> and her father would go on hunting trips to Africa to kill giant panthers, and one of those girls. Is any of this true? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm in the middle of two boys, and I just went with the flow. I grew up very tomboy. We did have the horse in the backyard, though, but it was for my brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not kidding around. No. The horses used to come to the house. You'd get a horse and a pony, and the little kids would ride the pony and the big kids would ride the horse. But my brother, they'd come to your backyard and you'd just do the loops. So my brother did have that. I didn't have the luxury. Well, I want to go back even uh, deeper now. So your father is a local guy? Yep. Where? Dunmore. Dunmore. Born in Dunmore. Born and raised in Dunmore, and my mom is born and raised in Scranton. And these two people are now how old? 60-something. My dad's 62 and my mom's 59. Okay, so a little older than me. I am, you know, old enough to be your dad. Yes. Right, and that makes me feel awkward. Because <laughs> you'll see someday when you're an old person, you're still, you're you're like 19 forever, but then you see your body start to grow and fade. Right, and I'm deteriorate. already seeing that now. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an older brother and a younger brother. Yes. What are these two guys all about? So what? my oldest brother just turned 32 yesterday. Right. And uh, his name is Adam. And he works downtown for the county. Okay. Awesome, awesome big brother. My youngest brother, Peter, he is uh, in the landscaping world. He is 26, going to be 27. Okay. And he is the freest spirit I've ever met in my whole life. Did your uh, dad push medical biology dentistry on you? I don't need, like, any, like, hey, you should do this. Why not go into this or no? No. no. I, thought, I thought for a while my brother might have gone into dentistry, but he never pushed us. And I'll tell you why. Years ago, where my dad's dental office is now, there used to be a meat market, Madaloni's Meat Market. Now, when you say meat market, do you mean a place where a guys go shop. to pick up girls? No, a no. Butcher okay, shop. so that's what we used to call the meat market. <laughs> that's hysterical, but no, a butcher shop. <laughs> All right, legit. Who owned um, that? No, I wasn't listening. So my great grandfather, and then my grandfather eventually took it over. But here's the story about my grandfather. He was an excellent football player. Excellent. Years and years and years and years ago, All right. he. Uh, went and tried out for the NFL, and the Green Bay Packers Wait picked him up. Wait a minute now. Yeah. So back up. Uh-huh. So these are all Dunmore people? All Dunmore people. My poppy, Adam Mataloni, was an excellent, excellent This is your father's, my father's father's father. father. There was no football back then. No, my father's father. Okay. My great-grandfather is the one that opened up the butcher shop. He has the meat market. Correct. And then his son is a good football player. Exactly. So my poppy wanted to go and play for the NFL because the Packers picked him up. My grandfather said the no. The Packers? The Packers. This was right when football NFL first started. So, I don't believe this. Yeah. So the Packers picked him up. My great-grandfather said, no, you have to raise a family. You don't know where this football thing is going. No. You're going to keep the meat market open. <laughs> so he kept the meat market open. Here comes my dad. Why the Packers? Why not something more you know, local? Like the, there's I, a team in Schuylkill County, maybe in well, New York. Well, you go to those camps, and I think that the Packers just the saw Packers the Packers said we want this it. guy. Yeah, yeah. You see pictures of him? He looked like a stud? Oh, yeah. Get He's up. hanging up on Dunmore Corners. He's in his nice little tuxedo. Yeah. 
studs all around. But instead, he's at but the meat market. But instead, he's at the meat market. So when it was my dad's turn, he said, Dad, I want to keep the meat market open. And my poppy said, no, you're going to go and be a dentist. We don't know where this meat market industry is going to go. You have to raise a family. Okay. So my dad goes and becomes a dentist. It's our turn to go. I wanted to be a dentist. I am. I love teeth. But what happens to the meat market? It closed. It became the dental office. No. <laughs> your dad's dental office is in what used to be your grandfather's meat market. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. There's still replica or not replicas. There's still remnants in the back of the meat market, all the way in the back. Like of what? The Hooks? Yeah. Refrigerators. Like they still, my uncle Joey still cuts his deer back Body there. Body parts. And everything. Oh, no, I see. Yeah. Really? No, no, no. Yeah. They still cut the deer back there when they go hunting. My dad doesn't hunt. This is excellent. Yeah. We're a fascinating family sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before we get back to him now, what, yeah. what about your mom? She done done more too, or no? My mom is uh, born and raised in Scranton. Okay, and she's a teacher at Dunmore High School. Always been. That's it. Out of out of college, gets a teaching. No, job. No, she was is a she... stay at home mom for a long time, and then um, she wanted to go back to school and finish her teaching degree because that's what she was always going to go for. Oh, I love it. And then as we got older and could take somewhat care of ourselves she started going back to school and she's been a teacher at Dunmore for a while I mean you almost can't do wrong if your dad is a dentist and your mom is a teacher it seems like you're brought around this this progressive thinking Mm -hmm. academia I mean you're not going to end up on the streets smoking cigars joining gangs (laughs) uh taking illicit drugs Hanging out with the wrong people. You're already funneled into the right course in life. Oh, yeah, but I had fun. Don't <laughs> don't make it seem like I was asleep by 8 p.m. on a school night. <laughs> Did your uh, mom boss around your dad or your dad boss around your mom? Who's in charge there? So I call my dad the boss. <laughs> right. That's his nickname, the boss. But my mom, my mom's the most in charge. My dad, my th- I, I like to think that they're on an equal playing field, but... Patty always gets her way, so most of the time. I think that's how it is anymore. Yeah. I think ever since the 60s, that changed. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, it's the same way at my house. Uh, I'm like a consultant, whereas I have ideas and I try to make decisions, but then no one really listens to them. Exactly. But we appreciate what you're saying. <laughs> okay, you appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so now I'm getting a picture. So your dad starts dentistry in his father's and grandfather's meat facility. Mm-hmm. Does it look like a warehouse? I don't know where this is. No, it? it's right on Drinker Street um, across. It's, you know, where the honky tonk is? Yeah. Okay, well, he's a little bit down from that. It's the brick building, and it says Madaloni Family Dentistry across it. If you knew that that was the meat market, you would know. You would know. But if you didn't, you'd never guess. All right. Yeah. So so you grow up, dentistry, teeth. You said you love teeth. Mm-hmm. You love uh, uh, your parents. You have a great productive upbringing. You're in high school. What's that like? Are you like, uh, are you valedictorian? Are you most popular? Are you no. nicest eyes? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing in high school? I actually got gift of gab my senior year <laughs> <laughs> for class night. Um, All right. And no, in high school, I mean, I, I, the nice part about my high school is our class was so small. So everybody, while everybody was friends, everybody had their own group. So is this public high school? No. Yes, public. I went to Dunmore. So my mom was my teacher. Whoa. Yeah. So it was a nice. Um, it was a what nice. What do you mean mix. small though? It had to be 150 at least. No, right? my graduating class was maybe 110. 
Okay, that's similar to mine. Yeah. I mean, it's not large, it's not small, right. it's a good size. It's a good size, exactly. And every single one of my best friends still to this day are the same friends that I had in oh, kindergarten. Oh, God, we have that in common. It's yeah. same as me. Yep. No, you can't be. See, here's the deal, though. People have a problem at times with Dunmore. You know that. Oh, yeah. You guys have a reputation as being too tribal, too <laughs> clicky, too gossipy, too yeah. we're the best. A lot of things with Dunmore, but what Dunmore did that a lot of communities in northeastern PA, the Valley, et cetera, mm-hmm. didn't do is they hung on to that small-town community vibe. Oh, yeah. Whereas everyone else, not everyone, but in many uh, parts of the area, there was the urban sprawl. They left the urban areas in the 60s and 70s. And then there's no longer these close-knit communities and people who hung around with all of their neighbors. I grew up with two dozen friends who are all within walking distance of me. And we used to bomb cars with snowballs and play stickball and go ice skating and played hockey. And that doesn't happen anymore. Dunmore still does that. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. We did. And the worst, (laughs) and and what Mike Garrett said, the tragedy of it all is that um, we all moved out of our parents' house, but we're all still in Dunmore and we're all within the same distance of each other. But that's what I don't understand. How did you manage that? Because in many parts of the area... When once you moved out of your home, the homes in the old towns were more run down, older, yeah. too small. So there wasn't an interest in them. But Dunmore seems to have beautiful homes that are old and still uh, uh, able to be revitalized. Yeah. And they're attractive to wealthy buyers. Mm-hmm. How did Dunmore do it? I hate to go on on a tangent, but how did it do it? I really have no idea. And this is going to be the... You're going to laugh at this part. I'm in, my fiancé and I and our dog, Bernie, live in my dad's childhood home. No. He renovated it. And well, Where it, did they go, or is this too nosy? No, it's not nosy. Um, Down well, the road, uh, urban yeah. sprawl. Correct. They have some big mansion out no. in the city. <laughs> uh, I mean, out of the city, out no. on some... 10-acre plot. No. And you have security guards and no. fences and a moat. I'm two blocks from my parents' oh, house. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so did you grow up in this house that you um, are in so now? So, yes. My aunt lived there. Um, she passed away in 2008. Okay. Um, and then my cousins and my uncle, they all moved on. My uncle moved away um, where his family lived. They all lived out of the state. Um, so he moved away with them. And then my cousins were in college, and they kind of stayed where they went to college and moved on to different career so the house was just there so my dad took it over renovated it and then I knew he didn't want to sell it no but did you grow up in the house that oh yeah the, because my aunt Mary lived there so we were I didn't oh, grow, you didn't up grow physically up. there you but, are, but gotcha. it, yeah uh, you more, were always there okay correct I was always there um but yeah so uh we took it over my dad took it over and I knew he didn't want to sell it because there were certain things that he kind of left sure. undone and then when Rob and I decided that we were going to want to move in with each other we asked him to go and look at a house down on Madison Avenue and he said first of all you two are poor you can't buy a house together Your dad right said now. this I love it I love yeah. it see you can't buy a house together right now he goes second of all you're not moving her down to the Irish section <laughs> and third of all there's a house across the street from the house that's where you'll live, and I'll be your landlord. And we Whoa. were like, darn it. That is not at all what we wanted to do. Yeah, but it's a good move. It's a practical move. It's a smart move. No, it was actually the move that we wanted. We just didn't want to ask for the house because we didn't know what he oh. wanted to do with it. So we like to say we tricked him, but <laughs> he's too smart. He's known all along. But well, I think he's happy that we're in there because it's still in the family, and he works so hard. 
to get that house to where it is. Now, so. when you say he, he paid people to do it. He wasn't down there with oh no, he two was. by fours and stucco. No, and... he was. What? Yeah, he gutted the whole house. He does that. Yes. He guts mouths and and structures. Yep. I have scars from when he used to call me over and say, "Come help me rip out the nails from the walls." Now then, contractors came in and and put it together, but yeah, he gutted the whole thing. Who is all by this himself. man? He is. He's Superman. Would he, he really be a is. good podcast guest to talk about uh, dentistry or no? He might be. I mean, he's quiet, but once you get him going on something, he Do you talks. think we'd get along? Oh, yeah. I think so. Because I'm a little too weird for some people. My dad's shy. That's he's the only. He's not no, shy. No, he's a little shy. He's, he's a little not shy. shy. But he is the best. Well, because he's like intimidating looking a little bit. He's like this big, you know. Big, strong, buff guy, and he looks a little big bit Italian like... Big Italian guy. Yeah, and like... Who does he look like? Frank Stallone. Uh, no, he looks like... So when he was younger, he looked just like Al Pacino. Really? Yeah, my brother does, too. It's very weird, the genes in the Mataloni family. But yeah, but no, my dad, he's just... He's your typical Italian dad, and he walks in like he's supposed to be there, even if he doesn't know where he is. And he just... He gives off that persona, but he's an excellent listener, not so much a talker. Handsome guy? Super handsome. <laughs> I didn't get this. I'm wearing his face. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Is he uh, thinking about retirement or no? He always thinks about retirement, but it's always, I don't know when. The pandemic, I think, solidified when he was shut down for three months that that man could never retire. Oh, I see. Hey, I he was that. just bold. He went through every cabinet in the house, every drawer to Ooh. keep himself occupied. Just because, what, cleaning it and straightening it out? Yes, right? because Me he too. has to keep working. He cannot stop. Yeah, it was a lesson. It was a, a mental lesson for a lot of folks. It was. All right, so there you are. Um, you got this close knit family, friends. You're in high school. You're in Dunmore. <coughs> Annoying. Uh, you got the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. You got all that. I'm just yeah. kidding. I love Dunmore. And then you you graduate. Mm -hmm. And did you know I'm going on now to be um, uh, broadcast journalism? Or I what? did. You did. Yes. So I knew that I was going into this, and it's funny that I end up here, which is so surreal. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to make me watch the news with her. And this was when Julie Sedoni was a reporter, not a big-time anchor yet. Your father's mother, your mother's mother, who is this woman? My mother's mother, yeah. In Scranton, she, we call her you go Nanu. to Scranton, you visit yeah, her. Yeah, she lives in Dunmore now. Okay. Um, but back then, <laughs> you see yeah. what everybody, your, your they dad? They all come to Dunmore. Your dad built this gang yeah. now? He brings everybody to Dunmore? And, his, I mean, His future son-in-law, his mother-in-law, he's bringing uh -huh. him? yeah. That's how it works. Is he a tyrant? No. No. Okay. All right. So, so <laughs> you're you're in Dunmore. Your yeah. your gram was to. Uh, um, so my grandma used to make me watch the news, and there was one day I was probably like 12 or 13, maybe a little bit older. I'm not sure. Um, but Julie was outside of Boscov's in this beautiful coat and hat, and I'll never forget it because my grandma knew every single person on Newswatch 16. All right. I didn't yet because I was. I mean, I I didn't really pay that. Well, kids don't watch news. Exactly. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, oh, my God, I want to be that lady. She goes, well, that's Julie Sidonian. You're going to have to go to school to be a journalist. How old do you think you were at that time? I was probably like maybe 13 or 14. Okay. So I was I was a teenager right. and I was like on the track of whatever. But I just, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't uh, sure exactly. Right, 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 right. I want to be her. And so she said, okay, you're going to have to go to school to be a journalist. And then this is what you do. Now, how my grandma knew all this stuff, I don't know. But I guess at that point it was just common sense. So I had in my head for a long time that I wanted to be Julie Sedoni. Not a journalist, Julie Sedoni. Yeah. 
So then I got more interested in teeth and I wanted to go to dental school. So I changed my mind a few times and my dad sat me down and just said, listen, you are not math nor science. You are reading writing. He goes, what do you actually want to do? And I said, I actually want to go and be a journalist and one day work for Newswatch 16. And he said, go and do it. <laughs> no. So in all my jobs leading up to here, I used to tell people, you just wait one day until I work for Newswatch 16. So, I'll show all of you. And then here I am. So, so, so he had that talk when you were still in high school? Yeah. Because I was getting ready to start talking to guidance counselors about where to go to school, what to do, all that other stuff. So you were contemplating dentistry. I was. But, you, you, uh, you know, I'm not patronizing you. You're a very bright person, you can tell. But yeah. you didn't have a, an interest in the sciences and math? Or, or, or I wasn't you, you good at it. You can do it, but I, I, was I don't just, believe I struggled. That. I struggled very, very hard. Still math to this day. There's a reason why I'm a journalist, and it's because there's very limited math in journalism. I still count on my fingers. I, I find use a calculator. A, a common trait amongst all these colleagues. Yeah. Here because, you know, the meteorology department, we're different from everybody else. Yeah. So, I'm just, I'm not numbers. And, like, I still check to make sure 2 plus 2 is 4 on the calculator. And your dad's really good changes. at that, though. Oh, he's, he's an excellent. He used to try to help me with my math in high school, but it just never worked out because he's so good at it. And yeah. I was so bad. And it just, it, we didn't really mess well. How about well. biology? Were you interested loved, in that? I you was. Loved it. I was very interested Because you could still it. do it without right. a lot of math. But you didn't. I loved biology. I hated the maths and I hated the chemistries of it. I just could not, I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't get a hold of it no matter how hard I tried. But I could write a 20-page book report in, a, in an hour if I needed to. So, so you took chemistry and everything. What, what am I? What do you? I'm seeing what B, C's, A's. Oh no! I think I got a. I think I passed a test once with a 70, and my chemistry teacher put a smiley face on it. That was like so my you're good not, job. You're so yeah, no, I was not. And you it, know it Avogadro's number right now? No, I know. I, I no. Could you name a couple isotopes of hydrogen? No. No. Okay. All right. So, but you know what a hanging participle is. Uh, I mean, to an extent. You I don't, don't even really know need what to that use is. Hanging <laughs> participles in <laughs> the Newswatch 16. Way, onomatopoeia. Yeah. Onomatopoeia <laughs> and proximity. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, so so this is you. You know. Yes. When you're taking your SATs or you're a senior, I'm going for broadcast journalism. Exactly. And what yeah. school were you hoping to get in or so go to? I went to visit. Um, I went to visit. I got into Wilkes University, I got into Syracuse, and I got into Temple for late spring. And then I, my problem was is that I was I was studious when I wanted to be, and other times I was not. <laughs> so my dad said, why don't you go to Penn State Worthington for two years? Oh. Get all your hard this math science classes out genius. of the way. He is a genius. And then go down to main campus. That's a smart move. That's a this right. is what I would advise to my children. Exactly. But so they didn't listen. Off I went. I went to so Penn State Worthington. So you're at Worthington. You're living years. at home. You're saving some money. Yep, working. But you get the college experience. Full-time. You're working too. Mm-hmm. I worked full time when I was in college. If you say something like, "Dad, I'm going out with my friends. How about a hundred bucks?" Would he just give that to you, or he'd say, "No, you got to work for it." I mean, this is. Um, I always, I never. Yes, to answer your question, he yes. would just if give you a hundred bucks. He would give me it, but he'd say, "What do you do?" Yeah. Where you go? Because if I'm gonna, if I was over 21 and I was going to the bars, he's like, I'm not gonna, oh, right, I'm not right, gonna right, pay right. your bar tab. But if we were going on a trip, or maybe we were going, yeah, out that's of town, different. That's, that's different. different. But he's I not the kind him. of guy to hand out money. He wanted you to work for it and appreciate it. I did, and I worked since I was 10 years Where'd old. Where'd you work? I worked in a candy stand when I was 10 you at the Dunmore Little candy League. Stand. I got paid. That $10. doesn't even count. Mrs. Bacchetti gave me $10 a game, and I made $30 one night, and then I blew it at the carnival on cotton candy. 
Yeah, but that's really young. I'm talking about like yeah, no, 18, I did. 19, and then 20. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Really? Yeah. I worked there for a few years, and then I got a job at First National Community Bank in the loans department where I just scanned papers, and they gave me busy work. Oh, so this I was, is interesting. Yeah. I was one of the summer kids that then I just went <coughs> into the boss and said, could I please stay through school because I need money? <laughs> and they said yes. So they let me just come in and out of classes, and I worked Monday through Friday, and I went to class Monday through Friday. So it's the year like 2000 and you're at Duncan. I mean, 2010. 2010. No, it's like, no, it's 2006 and seven. I worked there from the time I was 16 16 to 18. 18. What's it like there? At Duncan? Yeah. Um, A lot of annoying people coming through. Were you the the girl at the window? Were you the girl at the drive-thru? What are you doing? I was the girl at the register and sometimes I made food. Once you turned 18, they made you learn how to bake the bagels because you weren't allowed to touch the oven until you were 18. But- for the most touches. part, I enjoyed the experience. There was a couple times once a lady threw a muffin in my face. That wasn't really nice. Um, and then there was a couple, like, weird instances. But otherwise, you just poured coffee, got your yeah. hands burned a lot. It's really <laughs> just it. I'm always uh, surprised at the popularity of Dunkin'. It's really trendy. Well, and you get tips, and especially on a good night. Like, I made a ton of money there Is when I right? worked in tips because I work Saturday, Sunday morning. So Saturday, you get the people who are maybe going to work or going on a trip. They come, they get their Dunkin' Donuts. Keep leave. the change, that yep. kind of thing. Sunday, church group. The churchies. You make a killing. Tons. Yeah. So that and was a good job. And the bank stuff, did you ever want to, uh, like, look at personal files on people? No. I didn't. I didn't really have. <laughs> you I wasn't. I no. It would have been like their mortgages. So it's like the most boring type of paperwork. But okay. yeah. Um. I. I. And I never really looked anybody up because I didn't. At that point in time, none of my friends were buying a house, so I couldn't look up to see what their mortgage was. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, we were all too young yet. So, but no, it was just busy work that they gave me. But I really enjoyed it there. They were so nice to me, and for whatever reason, they kept bringing me back and they kept giving me more money. So it was wonderful. So these sounds like great jobs when you're in college. Yeah, I did. I can't. I cannot complain. I really can't. You know how the numbers on the bottom of a check have that distinct look? Yeah. That always bothered me. Like, why don't you just make regular numbers? What are they doing with those? It looks like sci-fi it angles. Does. Like, stop it. The six and eights are really hard to read, too. Yeah. And you don't know if it's an actual zero no. or the because they got the dot in and the, the middle. And the ones have the big, thick base. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Why are you doing that? You don't, I don't know? know? I never asked that question. <laughs> 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 All right. So now, here it is. Your second year at Worthington. Yes. Dating a guy, or what are you doing there? The guy you're marrying now? Or no, no, he and I didn't meet until long after. Um you're pretty single through I most think, of your early college yeah, years? Yeah, I think I was dating, but I wasn't in serious relationships. Um, Were you thinking at the time, what a drag, I have to live home, I'm in college, you never had those No, thoughts. I liked living at home. My mom put dinner on the table every night, and she still does, um, but... It was nice because my parents weren't really hounding me then because at that point I was over 18, I was an adult, and if I messed up, I can't go to mom and dad for it. I mean, I could, but at at that point, you you were kind of on your own, so that's they why, never hounded me. That's why you're such a wonderful person, Stop. full of life. No, I'm serious because I'm the parent of the decade, of right. the century. Yeah. I know I'm a good parent. I know my wife's a good parent. Yeah. You just, you don't cause unnecessary stress. Right. You respect them. You treat, you overflow them with love. You don't spoil them. Yeah. 
and then they want to be around you. It's so simple. I know. I'm sure my parents are like, all right, kids, get away from us. But me and my no, brothers are we, like magnets to no, them. And see, we just want to be kids with are. them. All they're the time. Out there. I love yeah. it. It's like they're a big good happy parents, family. So you want to be around them. And that's how I was. When I yeah. went to college, I came home and I lived for like five years at home. I'm yeah. like, this is great. I know. And I hear some some people, oh, I gotta get it. Like, why? Yeah. It's great. It's great being with your parents. I'd go yes. back if I could. Oh, you have to just be a kind, respectful human being. Yeah. And your kids will love you. It's the truth. You don't have to bust anyone for for unnecessary uh things. All right. So now uh the big decision, mm-hmm. your third year. Yeah. You don't have to go to Penn State, Maine. No. You can transfer those credits anywhere. Mm-hmm. But you go to Penn State, Maine. I did. And I, I am so happy that I did it. I love that place so See, much. Folks, this woman has no negativity. What? No. Oh no, I have negativity. <laughs> we should have your uh, fiance here. He'll do a podcast with him. No, he'd sit there so quiet and just agree. Oh, he's one of those guys. No, right. he'd throw he'd throw in a couple jokes, but. Well, now I'm seeing a pattern now. See, yeah. Um, and this is my natural. Um, um, I'm going to say I'm I'm a little. I tend to be against the crowd. I tend to want to go my own way, uh-huh. blaze my own trail. I'm not a conformist. So the fact that you are a Dunmore person and you're in that big tribe, and now Penn State, the most annoying big tribe on <laughs> planet Earth. So you're diving right into this stuff. I am. I am. I Did you have your it. little Penn State paw on your face oh, with the yeah. tattoo? Oh, and, and you the dread t shirt and, and the tailgating. Yeah. Oh, Excuse yeah. me, I got to go vomit. <laughs> <laughs> No offense, but I'm just not that kind of guy. I when know. I see all these tribal people, it's their thing. Good for them. But so you did all that. I did all that. And I went down and I lived <laughs> with four. So I, myself and three other girlfriends, all from high school. We lived in the same apartment. And uh, I that's went, cool. Yeah. Parents and then, paying the rent. Yeah. <laughs> I do that too. I know. I know. Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, so um, we went down uh, and- Did it, you say they were from Penn State? Did you know them? Or do, or no, you met, we were all, no, we were elementary school they? friends. Oh, so your buddies. Yeah. Said, oh. oh, yeah. We all went. And the fun part about colleges is that I made new friends, but they were from West Scranton. Oh, I see. Well, well right down I the road. I didn't make, yeah. you know, a friend from Ohio or a friend from Florida. We all made friends from the same area. But college, the last two years, the first, well, all four years, but the last two years down at main campus when I was living on my own for the first time, it was it was the dream. Is this during the paternal thing or no? So, Close. yes. Yes. So my senior year was, I remember, like it was yesterday, I was sitting doing work for one of my classes and one of my roommates came in and she was like, turn on the TV. Oh my God. And I said, why? Now here I am, a journalist student, and I don't have the TV on. <laughs> so I'm like, turn it on and we catch the the firing. But you not you haven't heard any rumblings or anything? Nothing. No, no, not really. Um I mean we had at that because point. Because the Sandusky time, thing well, was already uh, happening. Well yeah, but we didn't hear any rumblings that anything was gonna happen to Joe Paterno. Right. Then that night we did. So I happened to have a camera out because I was doing a, a project for, I think, if you recall, Bianca Barr, who used to work here. She was my professor at Penn State. Really? That's a different story. That's yeah. how I got into these doors. Oh, but, man. All right. So I grab my camera, and I run outside. 
and I just start filming well, everybody. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. Like you have a little. Like a, I had a little camera because I had a project that I was working on. A new oh, and you story thought this can submit. add to the project. So I said, "This is huge." So instead of just running out like the rest of the knucklehead kids and causing a riot, yeah, I was like, "If I'm gonna be with the knucklehead kids and cause a riot, I might as well film it." So I brought my camera and I I got a lot of footage and then I brought it to class the next day and. It was. It this was, is before everyone had a credit. pocket video camera exactly. too with their cell phone. Oh right? yeah, no, your cell phone wouldn't. It would be all grainy yeah. and everything oh, else. Wow. But yeah, so I took my camera. I ran out. I didn't interview anybody because I was not sure how people would react or do. But I filmed a lot of stuff. I have news vans getting tipped over. Video. I have the stuff spraying the tear here. gas. Yeah. Oh, were I have others all doing that. this or no? You. Were I mean, I journalistic I live, instincts. Yeah, I didn't live with anybody else in my in my. Uh, in my building that was in my classes. My oh, journalism awesome, classes were though. primarily small, but I just happened to have a camera, so I picked it up and I ran out and I just started getting video. That is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. See, it's the, you're you're genetically a journalist. I mean, I like to just say I'm genetically nosy. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> awesome. I need proof. the proof. <laughs> that comes with it too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you had a good time at Penn State. Loved it. Um, you made it through the paternal thing. Yep. Um, now, when you're like a senior, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, so the girls you were living with, yeah. if I had one of them here and I said, what's she like to live with? What would they say? Are you sloppy? Are you OCD? Are you demanding? Are you compromising? What, what are you? Um, I don't think, I, I, I think it, it's fair to say that I am sloppy. <laughs> what? I was sloppy. I, I, my laundry was everywhere. You know how much time and effort it like takes that. to do laundry. It was mostly my clothes. Were you like that at home with your parents? Or? Oh yeah, I you hate are... laundry. So if it's I had your worst. parents here, they'd say she can she could improve her. She could improve her laundry skills, is what she Get they would out. say, and it could still be said to this day. I just hate. I hate it because you have to put it in the washer, then the dryer, then you have to, and then it's not done after that. You have to hang it and you have to fold it. And then if your closet's color coordinated like mine is, you have to get the Well, right color coordinated, so there's some OCD there. Well, yeah, but it's because I don't know. I, I don't know. So but, if I went into your car right now, would that look clean? or there'd Oh, be like, no, there's clothes. There, I have uh, snow overalls in there, all my snow no. gear from the Poconos. A wrapper yeah. from Duncan. No, I don't have any of that stuff Cat in there. hair. No, there's masks everywhere. What there's, kind of masks? Like, the face masks that we had to wear for the oh, pandemic. Yeah, those are all over my car. But I live so out of my car uh, because I drive from Dunmore to Stroudsburg. Yeah, but day. see, I'm getting clues now. Yeah. So if, you, if, there's, if you're not laundry, yeah. the cars, you're a little disorganized. A little know? disorganized, I would say that. I'm organized when I need to be, and I'm often disorganized. The odd sense. part is I love doing laundry and I love cleaning. No. And I like everything perfect. I enjoy cleaning. I play some <laughs> I, I put the music on the TV and I blast it and I go to work. But That's a cleaning good one, yeah. is easy because once you're done with the room, you don't have to do anything else to it. You move on to the next one. Laundry is just like a, a continuous cycle of the same thing. I do it all in one day like and then I dry it right after and I put it away. It's all done within two, three hours. Yeah. And no. my wife and kids laugh at me. Oh no. It's gotta be like done in What about your um your 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 fiance? Is he very neat or usually it's the opposite type thing? No, he's neat and he does his laundry and enjoys it and puts it all away I and it's not that, a problem. Yeah, but he's a boy, gonna... so to for every five shirts he has, I have five million. So it's <laughs> just that type of thing. But his deal is is that he likes to leave the dresser drawers open when he after he's done picking and something out you. and it bothers me. Whoa, and whoa, whoa, the water whoa, 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 bottles whoa. everywhere. Who opens a dresser 
and then leaves it open. Robert Casey. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. No, he does. He opens it. He takes his shirt or shorts and or whatever leaves he needs, it and then open. walks out. Like a pull dress. He does the same with the cabinet sometimes. Opens up, gets a box of cereal out. Yep. Leaves it open. Yep. Leaves it open. Walks away. That's a deal breaker. I wouldn't marry this guy. <laughs> I mean, how could you? We're starting to break him of the habit. <laughs> now it's just the water bottles. And I asked him if he was afraid of the garbage can. Yeah. If, you know, he doesn't do that with a car door, does he? He leaves a car no. door open? No, 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 it's no. It's the same principle, yeah. tell him. He does leave his windows down often, though, to air out the car, which I don't know why he keeps airing That's it out. Weird, There's too. nothing in there. But, like, then it rains and he forgets to go and pull up. That's happened more than enough times. So Next time he leaves a drawer open or something. Yeah. I want you to use this comeback. Say, would you do that with your car? Well, then why are you doing it here? I like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give that a shot. Gosh. I or love these would tangents. you op- would you open up a, a winter in the winter open up your front door and then walk in and leave it open? Right. You give them these analogies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so you graduate? I graduate. You're nervous and you're yep. thinking, "Oh my god, it's 20 uh 12." 12. What am I going to do? I need a job. I'm going back home with my parents. I have resumes out. Now what happens? No, that was actually not it. So (laughs) I had the best time at Penn State that I forgot to get an actual broadcast news internship because I was busy. You didn't forget. Well, I was busy doing things. What, partying? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, she's a partier. There you go, folks. So, uh... So I remember going into my advisor or supervisor or whatever the heck you call them in school. Right. And he said, Carmela, you didn't do an internship in broadcast news. And I said, well, no, that's okay. I saved all my stuff from classes. Yeah. He said, well, no, that's that's not how it works and that's not how this is going to work. So they were going to stick me in a news station in State College because I had the apartment anyway. And I said, I don't want to be stuck in State College when all my friends aren't here working and not having any money. I have a better idea. So I knew Bianca Barr – Took the night so for those listening, here. Bianca Barr yes. was a reporter here, um, and she left. I don't know. Do you know when she left? No. Had to be early two thousands. Yeah. And I didn't know this. She became a instructor, professor. Yes. I don't know if she's master's she degree, PhD, whatever. But she yeah. teaches at Penn State. Yes, she broadcast did. journalism. I don't know if she's teaching anymore, but she did when I was there. And then did you? Did you? So was she on TV when you were a kid? So she was, but here's the kicker. She, when I, so we were going around one day and she was asking everybody what their life dreams goals are and everybody, oh, I want to be uh, Diane Sawyer or I want to be, you know, oh, Walter Cronkite. Oh, and you Cronkite, say I want to work I, for News Watch 16. And I, I want to be Julie Sedoni. And she said, I know Julie Sedoni. And I said, no, you don't. And she said, yes, I do. I used to work for Newswatch 16. And I said, I learned at the age of like 16 or 17, every single person that worked at Newswatch 16, you were never there. <laughs> Here it comes to find out, I got her and Kim Supan mixed up. They had the same haircut. <laughs> so once she showed me her demo tape, I knew she wasn't lying. And then I realized that was, in fact, Bianca Barr, not Kim Supan. So that was a mistake on my end. But so yeah. when, when, when did you watch Kim Supan? On weekend mornings or weekday mornings when I, I worked when I was with a her? Kid, like you yeah, like-, like I remember the Mike Lewises. I remember, I remember everybody. The... God rest her soul, Jill Garrett. I remember yeah. her. I remember watching all of you guys when I was growing up. So you had this Kim Supan impressed you with her delivery. Fun, effervescent, yeah. silly. Yeah. Well, I think it was also the hair. Because <laughs> at that point, the newswomen See, had very short all right, so, hair. And then Bianca says, what then? Then Bianca says, I did. And then she showed me her demo tape. And I said, oh, my God, I thought you were Kim Supan. And she, she offended. Or I don't she think so. Startled? I think she just kind of laughed it off. Um, but then, 
I loved her class. She was an excellent teacher. She taught me. She taught the WNEP way at Penn State. Wow. So like I was well prepared before I even knew I was going to get here of what the WNEP way was. So when I'm graduating, I go and I call her because she was working the night assignment desk at that point in time here. And I said, Bianca, I said, I think I messed up. I said, I had. What about not following your story? She's a teacher at Penn State. She had left. She left Penn State and came back this way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you're saying she was, when she was here, that was after her teaching thing? Yep. She came back here. Oh, so it wasn't here to leave to be an instructor. No. Instructor here. Yep. And then now she's back at Penn State. Oh, and then she went back. Correct. Left here to go back to that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So it was a flip flop. So I, I got her as a teacher, then as a mentor here for when I interned. But I called her and I said, Bianca, I think I messed up. I said, I have no internship and I'm huh. graduating and I'm in trouble. And she called me and she said, how quickly could you get your paperwork into the station? Internship paperwork. Exactly. I said, I'll fax it to you right now. Why? A girl that was supposed to be the summer intern dropped out the day before. You know so who that was? I don't. And here is the opening in your life. And here now. it is. So Dave Campbell calls me. He's he a big says, wig here. Big wig. And he says, hello, this is Dave Campbell with WNEP. I'm the assignment desk manager. Bianca Barr said you're good. Could you start on Monday? This is 2013, 2012? 2012. And I said, yes, I can. All right, see you on Monday. This is like May, June, summertime. Yeah, so it was May. You graduated, or no? No, I was. The graduation was that week. But you still had to do that for your credits? Oh, for yeah. The no, not for my credits. I just did it to you have an do, internship. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I went back to my supervisor advisor and I said, I have an internship at WNP back home in Scranton. And he was like, you've been gone for an hour. How did you manage that one? And I said, I called an old, I called a former teacher and uh, she helped me out. So I'm going to go home to WNP. We did up the paperwork. We did everything else. The first day I walked in here, John Meyer was the first person I saw. I almost fell over and died. Then... Julie Sedoni came in, and I just, I think I hid for a while. <laughs> it took me so about a week or impressed, two. impressed, intimidated, yeah, in awe, starstruck, I was. whatever it starstruck is. Starstruck is the exact right word, and I think I hid from her for quite a bit. Um, and then finally I was up at the desk, and she came up and asked me, I think this was like when cauliflower pizza was like on, on the rise of she said, Same. you want to get cauliflower? No, meat? she was reading a newspaper, and she looked at me, and she said, did you ever have cauliflower crust Just out of pizza? nowhere. Just out she of nowhere. She never addressed you before that. No, and I looked at her, and I said, no, but if you want, I could go and find some. <laughs> That's good. I love it. And that was it. And, like, I'm sure she doesn't remember it, but I remember it like it was yesterday because you're sitting there meeting the person that you wanted to grow up and be, and yeah. she's sitting there talking to you. And then now today, when I get to fill in for her, that's just a whole different story. But there seems to be a... a this arrow of time that you set up in this story. Yeah. Here's the part I have a hard time with. Okay. If you said, since you were a little girl, I want to work at Newswatch 16. If you had this passion, desire in every vein and capillary in your body, then why, when you were at Penn State, didn't you make that a priority? Like, I'm going to get an internship. I'm going to call everyone I can. I'm going to write a million letters. I think why I... did that just happen to happen instead of that should have been the focus of all your aggression i think it goes back to me just being um it's almost like you just happen to stumble on yeah and it should have been everything it should have been but i mean joey listen i'm going to penn state main campus you're a party animal you're 20 years old exactly we tried to do like the last 20 some days of cafe 210 you get your name on a wall if you go in and have a beer for the last i got you okay so So that was my priority at the time still never got my name up on the plaque because i missed a day but still those were my priorities back then So then I did my internship here. So you were here for two, three months. Two or three months. And I you... got to cover the Sandusky trial down at Penn oh. State. Oh. 
with John Meyer and Jim Hamill. And uh, was it when you first came here? Yeah. Was it everything you thought bigger, uh, m- more more reduced, more diluted? What, um, what did you? Was it what you thought? I came here on a tour in school once, so I had oh, known right, the building right. already, but the layout was a little bit different. But I think you, we you, came for a tour in like nineteen ninety nine. But in no way, when you did your internship, were your dreams thwarted? Were they? Or no, no you, God, you, no, not at all. Okay. I wanted to stay, and then our former news director, Carl Abraham sent me away to Watertown, New York, 15 miles from the Canadian border for my first two years at a different station. Now, when you say sent it away, there was a, a sister station? And you uh, said you no, better go there? Or no, what so it was actually funny how it worked. I was up for two different jobs, and I got them both, SSPTV in Hazleton and YNN in Watertown, New York, which is now, I think, Spectrum News. Carl called me the day that I got both of those jobs and said, did you ever come up with a job yet? Rennie Workman is going on maternity leave for her first baby, Olivia. You could do the assignment desk, maybe a little bit of reporting, but it's a part-time job. And I said, actually, I said, I just got offered two full-time jobs. I said, but I'd love to come back to WNEP and be there. Loving parents, stay at home. Exactly. Doesn't matter if it's full-time. Right. Save some money. Exactly. So he said, where did you get offers from? I said, SSP TV in Hazleton and YNN in Watertown, New York. And he said, pack your bags, get a parka and go to Watertown, come back to me in two years. And I said, but I want to come to you now. There's an opportunity. And he said, but I don't know how long that opportunity is going to last once Rennie comes back, if there's going to be anything open. So go and get your experience and then come back to me. And sure enough, on like the two-year mark, he requested me on LinkedIn, and I, I think I might have just like barged my way through the door and was like, I did my two years, I did my time, I'm back now. Oh, so you really did leave for two years. I, I thought did. you were going to say you took a chance, stayed here. No, I didn't know there was no, a gap. No, I left. Yeah, I left. I moved to did Watertown, you, New York. That's like that's like uh, snow belt country. Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah. that's rubber. <laughs> I didn't have a bad winter. It was um, pretty rural there, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's nice. I had Fort Drum there. Um, but after two years, did you say I got to get out of here? Or well, no? I didn't. Like, I didn't. I didn't make it there two years. Oh, I made long? it there from November of 2012 okay. until September of 2013. And then I moved to Binghamton, New York, oh. with the same station, oh. and I did their morning news show that they created. So you're always what news station was that? Uh, Thir- this was 13. still YNN. Um, no, they were the cable station. So they were Time Warner Cable News, and now they're Spectrum News. So what are you doing, hovering like a raptor over this area, waiting yeah. to pounce? Exactly. So I hated. I didn't hate Watertown. It just wasn't the best experience. Not your kind of thing. Yeah. So you're living up there thing. by yourself in an by apartment, yep. eating eating Kraft macaroni and cheese. Uh, Hating your life, no boyfriend, yeah, no, no snowmobile, you're no. not skiing. No, it was tough. So, I but again, I wasn't there for a long time, and I had very nice neighbors. Yeah. Um, so, crying? How many times you cry up there? Um, Loneliness. Dad, I'm I'm lonely. Dad. Maybe like two dozen times, I think. Two, 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 yeah, if I'm being honest. That's a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and it wasn't because I was afraid to be by myself <laughs> or lonely. It was just because I was like, this is not where I want to be. But I did, had to suck te- it up. Did you ever, like, in a movie scene, you're crying and the tears are going in the food or no? Oh, yeah. Get out. In the wine glass, in the everything else. Oh, yeah. I'll I had never to learn underst- how to cook for myself. I'll oh, never God. understand you ladies. Yeah. But, no. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so then you get – so Carl remembered you? Though? Carl remembered me, and he sent me a LinkedIn, and I think it was just to see what my progress was, not to essentially have me just come right back in here. Um, just come right back in here and uh, – and and do this whole thing. So but. what? 
you get this job? So I come back in and I get the job, but they had already done a hiring class. So it was the Alicia Nieveses, oh. it was the Clay Lepards, oh. it was the Matt Petrillo. Oh. So I just interviewed a little late. But they brought me in as an independent contractor, which is where I stick out from a lot of people is because I worked the assignment desk. I VC'd. I did the web. I did some reporting. Multitasking. Multitasking. So I got to do a little bit of everything in my first year, year and a half here. Plus your glow and your attitude and your friendliness probably won everybody over. Exactly. Let's keep this girl. Yep. So, so how long were you part-time and then, or was it part-time? Uh, so I was part-time for about a year and a half. Well, you were? Yeah. Living at home. Your Living dad's home, like, come on, Carmel, fine. you got to get things together. When yeah. you're going to go full-time, you can't yeah. be hanging out here forever. And get then moving. Jackie Dutori left, former reporter of get ours. And then that's here. how I got a full-time job. And that day you got that full-time job where you're like the full-time job. dancing in your... Pajamas. Well, I was full time, but I still had to work the weekend mornings. So I still much. had to do, but that was fine. But I was yeah. full time, but I didn't have an area. I didn't have a beat. Yeah, you were and still. And that's what I wanted. Right. And I really wanted the Poconos, but Amanda Kelly was there at that point in time. And did Amanda Kelly replace no Reagan? Reagan. She, she did. She did replace yes. Reagan. So because there's a reason I mentioned that, as you know. Yes. Okay. So Amanda replaced Reagan. And she's there for maybe not even a year. Uh, she was there for a couple years. But the fun fact about it is, is that I took Amanda Kelly's job in Watertown <laughs> oh, when God. she came this here. This is unbelievable. I know. The circle is so small. And then after doing that, doing these multitasks, mm-hmm. the the she leaves. She leaves. Did you say this is now my time? So yeah. So I like to say that I pushed Dan Taransky into an edit. And said, I'm going to come work for you. I just told Carl I want the Pocono job. But his story is a lot more, uh, is a lot nicer. And <laughs> as in, I just said, Dan, could I talk to you for a minute? I, I just want you to know that I told Carl I want the Pocono job, and I hope you're okay with that. And Dan's story is the correct version, but the one that I tell people is that I was like, I'm coming to the Poconos and you're going to like it. And that's not how it was. All right. Um, but yeah, so I've been in the Poconos ever since. And the odd part is, folks, if you were to get a random person on planet Earth, even though she's, I don't know, is she 10, 12 years older than you, Reagan Meji? Uh, no, she's probably about eight or nine. They're not. I'm 32. Oh, I thought you were barely 30. Okay, and I think she's maybe 40-something. Yeah. But anyway, I think she's a little older, but let's not talk about Reagan Meji, who, <laughs> who's an icon here she in the area still. She is an icon. But if you were to get random people on planet Earth or an alien mm-hmm. and have you dangle in front of them and her, yeah. they'd say it's the same person because you look alike. <laughs> You act alike. You're very uh, 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 enthusiastic. Oh, that's a compliment to me. Well, you know that. Somebody you're tweeted very... at me once. You're just you're almost as annoying as Reagan Meji. That was say... a tweet to me once. See, I... yeah. <laughs> and as you know in this business, you're always going to make enemies. You're always oh, yeah. going to get hate. Yeah, I'm the I'm the poster boy for that. I right. don't get it. If you're just here's the problem with this business. If you're just a talking head. And you're vanilla. Right. And you never do anything out of the box. You're just going to go through life like that. As soon as you start doing things different. Yep. Dressing different, acting different, saying different things. Then all of a sudden, you become who you should be. But you always get these people like, why are they doing that? Uh Uh-huh. Why are they wearing that? Why does Snedeker wear shorts? Yeah. Why did he say that? And then you get these haters. Like, why can't? No one wants to watch, do they? A talking head? No. You might as well have a cyborg, a robot there. Let's be human beings. Yes. Let's have opinions. Let's be energetic. Right. Let's laugh. Let's bust each other. 
And then when you do that, you get the haters. Yep. There's no way around that. So yep. I want you to keep being you. Yeah. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> I had, again, I grew up with two brothers, so I grew up That's with a the key. I do your, and everything I think else. So. so, yeah. And I don't if all else fails, me. just suck off your father's money anyway. <laughs> I've done that my whole life. I don't need to continue that. I'm just that kidding. Up. I'm just kidding. So how long have you been in the Poconos now? I don't even know that so, answer. So uh, Dan and I just celebrated five years five on the years. 4th of July. Yep. So even though you'll love that and you're great at that, if yeah. someone said to you, you can have any position here at Newswatch 16, I don't know, would you want something more? Would you like to be the head anchor in the morning or evening or whatever? So or I never thought I would anchor. And then one day Andy Palumbo said to me, <coughs> Melania, I need a vacation. You need to get your butt up on that anchor desk and get trained because nobody could fill in for me at this point in time because everybody, all the fill-ins had left. And I think Stacy had a permanent weekend fixture okay. position. So I got trained, and I loved it. And I didn't think I was going to. So I owe Andy Palumbo a lot because he got me in that anchor desk. And so if I could choose a position, I'd love to anchor and produce. So I'd yeah, like to be. No. I'd like to have the best of that both. I like producing. It's like a puzzle, and you have to put it together, and you have to make sure it's good. And, and you're the perfect I like anchor, I think. Oh, I imagine reporting will get gold because you're uh, yeah, well, not, back the car, drive here. Yeah. it's like it's you know. It uh, would have gotten old if it wouldn't have been for Dan. Dan is the best. Dan the man. Dan the man. There's a reason why he's called Dan the man. There's a reason why he goes. You go through Dan Taransky boot camp when you go yeah, and work for guy. him. He's he broke me of my Nipa force. accent. Yes, he broke me of my Nipa accent. Except when I get mad or talk too fast. That's when he tells me it comes Keep back. Keep a little of the accent. It's yeah. okay. I know, but like there's certain things where it's just that that was bad, and yeah. that's what he'll tell me. He'll be like, "That was bad. Do it again." I don't remember ever hearing that in you. Because he broke me of it. <laughs> okay, I mean, even but he's just way. a good teacher. He's my good friend. And if I could stay in the Poconos for the rest of my life, it has to be with Dan. <laughs> When's the wedding? November 27th. So this Thanksgiving November. weekend. Yeah, it was supposed to be in January, but we pushed it. What's with you women and weddings? Like, uh, you, you, you go nuts over everything. What, is mean, that bred into you? When I you're, like what? to think that I'm not, a, I, I'm very laid back, Brian. You're not a bridezilla. No, I'm very laid back. If, you know, the wedding invitations need to be printed on a napkin because there's a paper shortage. Oh, no, this care. is my kind of girl. Yeah, and that doesn't bother me because, again, it's not about the invitation. It's not about the whatever. It's about me. And the dress that I'm wearing and oh. my future husband. <laughs> See, it's about me. And yeah. Here's one of the problems I have with weddings and brides <laughs> and everything. Yeah. It's uh, it's a it's a double standard. Yeah. What if some guys, be honest now, what if some guy said this? Yeah. This is my big day. I can't wait to put on this expensive suit and show everyone what I got. And I want everyone to have me be the center of attention. This is my big day, everyone. I am going to strut my stuff. Up. What would you think about that guy? I'd probably think that he... What a jerk. Yeah. But yet a woman could say that. But, Why is there I mean, a double I guess standard? If you're, I mean, I guess Why if is you're, there a double standard? I mean, if Rob put on his suit and he just thinks that he is the best thing since sliced bread, I'd I let him have know. his moment. I guess. But, but it's you one know what I'm moment. saying? Yeah. The, I get the rest of the day. I don't know why it's like that. But happy <laughs> marriage. Thank you. If you can project uh, five, ten years down the line, are you with kids living in Dunmore, not working here anymore, part-time, raising a family? I don't know. What are you doing? So I always said that you're probably going to have to drag me dead out of Dunmore unless Good Morning America calls. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, no, so I, I mean, I'd like kids. We have a dog, Bernie, already, so we're already yeah. halfway there. Um, we're not going to rush to have kids. There's no reason to rush. It's when you're ready. But you, and, you uh, can see yourself living and working here forever since you're yeah, in Dunmore. I love it. This was the dream. The next dream is Good Morning America, and my phone hasn't rang yet. So uh, I say put away, put away that Good Morning America dream yeah. because if you can take any advice from me, yeah, bigger isn't better. No, you know, more money, more problems. Yeah, you got it all here. You got a beautiful community. Yeah, you got great friends. Mm-hmm. More money isn't going to make you any better. More no. fame. That's just going to be annoying. Trust me. Stay here, baby. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Ah, I love it. I love <laughs> it. And Good Morning America calls. Here's what I want you to do. This is the sound of a hanging up phone. (laughs) (laughs) Hang up on them, baby. Okay. All right. I think we're out of time, and we're doing the noon together today. As the date of this recording, Carmel and I are doing a recorded uh, podcast, but after that, we're going to do the noon together. Did we do that before? Never. Should I call you Joey to get the talkback callers really fired up? When you address me in the backyard, say we're going to go to Joey. Yes. I love it. Oh, they're going to be so mad. All right. Thanks for coming in. This is Mr. Curiosity signing off, baby. That was fun. (laughs) I think not fun. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Oh, what a good time. Let's see if we can shut this down. Oh, please work. Please. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. About.